Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Okay, and we're live. We're back. Episode two. How are we doing, fellas? Super. always love being part of a two. Oh, sure you do. Sure you do. In anticipation of episode two. Thank you for listening to episode one. If not, go ahead and pause and uh, give that one a listen as far as the holiday movie battle, episode one, where we put holiday movies up against each other for one winner. A cage match, if you will. Epic battle. Epic battles. Last week was a lot of fun. Uh, We appreciate the participation on the social medias. Uh, We'll talk about a few of the movies that, that were mentioned on that social media post in this episode. Some of the the must-watch holiday movies of the year that everybody has in their rotation. So let's get into it. Let's dive in. Ho, ho, ho. We are going to start with a beloved uh, entry from the early 2000s. We're going to start with Will Ferrell's Elf. That's shocking. Yeah. Versus. Great show. Oh, you like that? Okay, we're already good. Okay, good. So we've got Elf. Love Love the Elf. Elf from 2003 versus what some would call the modern day Elf, a movie called Noel from 2019, 16 years later. Good comparison. Good choice. Love it. It is. Yeah. Anna Kendrick is uh, part of that second Disney version. So Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader, Noel from Disney 2019. Santa's daughter must take over the family business when her daughter, when her father retires and her brother, who's supposed to inherit Santa's role, gets cold feet. And so this happens actually in the desert, I believe. Bobby, this is one of your favorite movies, is it not? Noel? <laughs> Anything with Anna Kendrick, why not? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, A Kendrick no. fan, are we? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but did her dad retire or did he die? That's uh, the conspiracy, was, right? This was IMDb, sir. Are you questioning IMDb? Well, <laughs> I seem to recall I watched the movie and like okay. he's just gone. Okay. And I don't think if he retired, he'd just be gone. Like I think if it's on the internet, then it's true. So it's, I think he's dead. Or not. Okay. Wow. We got to look into this. Oh, uh, Bill Hader way, plays they Nick a new Kringle. Santa. Okay. So she plays Noel Kringle. Bill Hader plays Nick oh. Kringle. We're going to have to look into this. On Polygon.com, the best part of the Disney movie, blah, blah, blah. It's like Bill Hader facing their first Christmas since the death of their father, Santa Claus. Yeah, he's dead. Brian No Brindle. way! Okay, IMDb did not state that Santa was dead, but Bobby comes through with the correct rest of the story. Yeah. Well Take done, that, Bobby. IMDb. Take that, IMDb. Yeah, man. I'm sure they Let were trying go. to protect the children who Maybe. might Google <laughs> <Maybe>. something. <laughs> Yeah, that's, who that's wants impressive. to have Santa Claus die right right from the get-go, right? I don't know. So we tell Alan the truth there. We just tell that's the facts true. like they are. We give you the news. Okay, yeah. well, let's keep... Let's, we kind of get the gist of what Noel's about, 2019, versus Elf. So this is Buddy, an orphan who stowed away in Santa's sack and ends up at the North Pole, raised by elves, and ends up in New York City looking for his birth father. 
and then the the naughtiness and the the tomfoolery ensues delighted by society so both of these movies are very similar as far as somebody a, a north pole transplant into a harsh society buddy's adopted elf dad's name is papa like it was that his original name, and so they decided, well, that guy's Papa, so he gets to raise the little humanoid. Or did they rename him because he's Greek. now he had a child that he's raising, so now he's yeah, true. Papa the true. Elf. Or is he just the senior elf? Yeah, it's a good yeah, question. Yeah, Papa Elf. These are answers we need. Papa Elf? In the North Pole? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's a great movie. Okay, yeah. so both of them were looking at childlike wonder of this society they've never been a part of. That's where the humor comes in for both of these movies. That's why we put them up against each other in this cage match to start episode two. So where are we leaning, gentlemen? Let's start with you, Matt. What do you think? Um, I'm going. I'm going Elf all the way. Okay. And here's why. Okay. So I just feel like you can't really, if you're going for a Christmas comedy, you can't really compete in my eyes. With Will Ferrell, with his timing, with his responses, everything. It's just perfect in every way. The whole movie, I think. And it's become one of those... Nobody plays dumb better than Will Ferrell. Exactly. Exactly. It might come natural. (laughs) I think it does. I think some of that is not acting. Just going to (laughs) say. But uh, no no offense, Will Ferrell, in case you're listening to the uh, podcast. We would love to um, have you knows. on the show. Oh, I'll, I'll text him later. We'll... And I'll apologize <laughs> at that point. But for now, um, no, I think, I think he does a fantastic job. Maybe it's so realistic that, uh, you know, maybe that's why we're saying this. But anyway, I feel like the acting is a little bit better. Um, and I feel like... Uh, yeah, like I said, Will Ferrell just nails the part, I think. And, Absolutely. I mean, come on, you got Ed Asner. <laughs> yeah. What a great guy. Yeah, the supporting cast what a great in that, guy. that movie yeah. is, is pretty impressive. Awesome. Okay. That's so my you're, you're going with the uh, going with the original as you should there, based on your comments. Okay. Uh, Bobby, what you got? El First Noel. All right, well, let me just point out some of the extreme similarities because it's going to point out why I'm voting where I'm voting. But, Brandon, okay. you already pointed out they're going to a world they've never been a part of before, right? Like, there's that wonderment, stuff like that. Both movies pull in, like, this little, like, romance piece type thing. So, in Elf, it's Buddy and the little elf maid at the the department store who sings Joby. in the shower. Yeah. 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 Her. Um, and, and Noelle, it's like her and the private detective. She hires to find her brother. They both stay in character, their outfits while they're out there. Holiday spirit and Christmas spirit is low. Like you got to raise the spirit. There's magic reindeer. And I'm going to go with elf. And the reason why is I feel like the creators from Hallmark got together with the Disney folks and they're like, hey, you know what would be a great idea for a new movie? Like, and they told the story of Elf, only let's do a, the Hallmark version of Elf. They just both feel good. Like, I like watching Noel. I've watched it a few times since yeah, it came out. Yeah, great movie. But yeah. I think overall for true comedy, original, Elf can't be compared truly to anything. 
Like, it's just got so much original content. It's probably the first original Christmas movie to come out in a really long time. Yeah, so I'm I going agree with, with that. Good pick. For sure. And I, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I'm with you guys. Elf is one of those movies I can watch in the middle of July. <laughs> yeah. Elf wins. And I, mm-hmm. and I hate I hate Christmas before Thanksgiving. I'm one of those guys. But I'll watch Elf year-round. You got the cast, Bob Newhart. Peter Dinklage, the angry elf, so to speak. James Kahn. <laughs> James Kahn puts his whole heart into this one. I mean, it, it's pretty much oh, a gangster scene. CEO but type. Like, You're an angry um, elf and starts running across <laughs> the boardroom table. That that's is the best so one. funny. Pre-Game that's what of I mean. Thrones, you, you Peter just can't Dinklage. beat that yep. stuff. You just can't yep. beat it. And the, yeah, the creator and the director. And yeah, it's just uh, what, what a great great all-around john favreau's the director he went on to to save the star wars franchise in some people's eyes with the mandalorian anyway so a lot of a lot of talent stuffed into elf it's more original noel is definitely a play off of it but noel is absolutely worth it i love bill Hader, love anna kendrick i think it's a movie worth watching but uh elf wins elf yeah, wins elf wins. Yay. i'm singing i'm in a store and i'm singing i'm in a store and i'm singing hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. Hey, second battle of episode two. Let's move on to a theme here that you might pick up on quickly. We're going to talk about first a, a movie out of the mid-90s starring... Oh? Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Allen? Right in the middle of his home improvement stint. Uh, yes. We're going to talk about the Santa Claus, which it took me until I was an adult to realize what that movie title actually meant. <laughs> Did any of the you? The Santa Claus. Yeah, you guys know what that means. The Santa the Claus. The Santa Claus. Oh, okay. the claws. Like yeah, the claws. <laughs> like, a legal term. Brandon. The, the fine a, print. Just the Santa Claus. It's his name. Yeah, it took me until I was a little bit older to realize what <laughs> they really meant by that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a <laughs> statement and a I contract. Think, I think some, yeah, it's a, yeah. And then the sequels, they all play off of that legal term. Mm-hmm. But that's a 1994 classic, The Santa Claus wow. starring Tim Allen. Can't believe it. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. When a man inadvertently makes Santa fall off of his roof on Christmas Eve, he finds himself magically recruited and obligated to take his place. So that's The Santa Claus. We are putting that up against an other... Tim Allen classic. One Tim brought to Allen me. versus Tim Allen. Tim Allen versus Tim Allen yes. battle. This is a little bit later into the early 2000s. Please tell me you're not picking Santa Claus 2 or 3. Uh, we're not. <laughs> we're not going there, Bobby. We, we, we are not going there. Uh, Why? I know you, you're one of those guys that loves those made-for-DVD sequels, as we established in episode one with your Home Alone 3 and 4 love. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, we're going to move on from that. Even though the Santa Claus sequels aren't that bad, we're going to go with Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. Love that show. uh, Matt's already showing his hand, so we're going to start with Matt. Christmas with the Cranks, (laughs) Matt. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about that movie, why it's uh, obviously your pick. Sure. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks is Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis as the Cranks. Uh, Nora Crank... And oh gosh, what's Tim's name in that? Uh, Luther. 
Luther, that's right. Norm Luther. Luther Crank. Who decided Luther the guy across the street? No, no, that's the neighbor um with the cat. That's Vic. Um well, Vic oh, Frohmeyer is the neighborhood kind of uh, ward yeah. boss, right? Walt is that neighbor with the Walt. cat. Ah, Walt. Walt's the guy yeah. with the cat. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, old, the old cranks people name. Luther and decide, Walt. Decide, so uh, um, uh, Tim Allen's character is a an accountant. And so he, or a lawyer, I'm sorry, lawyer. But he's going through his accounting for the year and determines that they spent a lot of money on Christmas the prior year. And what he wants to do is just skip Christmas, what they're spending money on uh, year over year, and spend that instead on a cruise. Uh, but but as part of that agreement with Nora, he rule, rules out everything that they're, they're donating to for Christmas. So that includes like, you know, a calendar from the police officers that come door to door, uh, a Christmas tree from the <laughs> scouts that go door to door, um, things like that, donations to the church, um, all of that stuff is part of it. So the plot of the movie there is their daughter, Blair, um, goes off in the Peace Corps and comes back, decides to come back a little bit early. And so while they've been avoiding Christmas this whole time and the neighborhood has been pressuring them to decorate their house, um, you know, give us Frosty. Give us you Frosty. Know, there's a lot of funny scenes in there that uh, with the neighbors trying to pressure them into decorating the oh, house and so having good. their holiday party, all of that stuff. Well, their daughter decides to come back and brings a boyfriend. And so last minute, they have to throw together a holiday party. And uh, obviously... It's Tim Allen, so there's a lot of funny, funny scenes. Jamie Lee Curtis does a great job. Peak um, Jamie the Lee, whole in my cast opinion. so good is awesome. Yeah, yep. the whole cast is awesome. But Vic Frohmeyer is my happens to be my favorite character um, of the movie. You know, just his <laughs> overall, <laughs> uh, you know, command of scenes and all of that stuff. It's just Dan a great, Aykroyd is great just show. So so good at that role. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, excellent movie, and we can, you know, you can already just go ahead and chalk my vote up to that one. Um, you know, if you want to get started with the, the voting, yeah, I'm yeah, all for it. Christmas with the Cranks. It's our, it's our Parker family tradition. Every year we watch Christmas with the Cranks. Such a good movie. Again, I, I mentioned this last year when we were talking about some of our favorite Christmas movies in uh, last year's episode, that you, you uh, kind of brought this back for me. I remember watching it way back in the day, but but I forgot how good it was. And and thank you for reminding me. Such a me. great show. Such an amazing show. Again, Dan Aykroyd is that cherry on top of this movie. Of course, I'm. A I huge, will say though, huge to The fan. Santa Claus is an excellent show too. And so like good. you said, I think Brandon um, is this. This is when Tim Allen is at his best, at mm. his peak. You know, he's coming off Tool Time, all that stuff. You know the. All, all of that, you know, that's just his peak um, era, you know. So the Santa Claus was perfect timing for that, and uh, excellent show too. We watch that one also every year. So absolutely, but and I'm going to give series, the edge to Cranks. Yeah, the new series on Disney Plus, the Santa Clauses. That's really well done, by the way. Just a sh- just a plug for that. Uh, so I'll give my pick. If that's okay, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, I, I'm. I, I, I've, ch- I've shared the love of my, uh, shared my love at least of, of the Christmas of the Cranks, a 2004 movie, by the way, 
that easily could have been placed right in the middle of the 90s. Maybe it's because of the cast. Not not because of For sure. production value or anything, because it's really well done. And I, I love that movie so much. I have to, and maybe this is more nostalgia than anything. I'm a I'm a the Santa Claus guy. I'm gonna my vote is for the Santa Claus. It was so well done. It was original, so funny. Again, Tim Allen at his absolute peak. Uh, the kids that they casted for the elves and and his son, I thought were were really spot on as well. I rewatch it every year. Sometimes I hit the sequels. You know, it depends on if it's on or not. But I, my pick is the Santa Claus. And again, the, a plug for that that new series on Disney Plus. Bobby, what are you thinking? Well, both good movies. Tim Allen is a genius. I enjoy his stuff. But I just want to use some of Matt and Brandon, your words, to solidify my pick. So... Brandon, you said that Matt had to remind you about the Christmas with the cranks. <laughs> yeah. So, fact one. And then, Matt, you also said Santa Claus is just like a really great movie, right? Well, the reason I'm going to pick the Santa Claus is because Woo! it is memorable. Everybody knows about it. And when you think of a Santa Claus movie, it's the Santa Claus and like people watch it year over year over year. So even though Christmas with the Cranks, I think is a truly great movie. I don't think it has the same staying power of people like having that nostalgia type stuff. And maybe it's just because I was a kid, um, you know, when the Santa Claus came out and I saw it. So it brings me that nostalgia, but I just think it's better known now as an adult. I think the storyline of Christmas with the cranks I can relate to more. But when I'm Absolutely. thinking of Christmas movies to watch with my kids, it's usually going to be the Santa Claus. Yeah, now that we've all moved into neighborhoods and have neighbors. <laughs> right. um, yeah, solid With pick. traditions, Christmas with the cranks hits home. Even more so than the Santa Claus, of course. But yeah, maybe it's just that nostalgia that's getting us, Bobby. I think that's the, the reason we're going that route. Um, as far as IMDb concerned, um, Santa Claus is ranked higher. Uh, I think the Christmas of the Crank rating is much lower than it should be on IMDb. But who, what do they? Know? I don't think it gets the appreciation it deserves because I, like you, Brandon, have to be reminded every year that this movie exists. Like I don't just remember like it's on my rotation. Yeah, for some reason, it yeah. And yet, when you watch it, you're like, man, I'm glad I watched that. Uh, but uh-huh. now it's a part of my yearly rotation, thanks to Matt. So. Yeah, yeah, Santa Claus wins underrated. this round, but uh, yeah, definitely underrated. I think that, that's an, an easy call there. But as far as the conspiracy of it, have you guys ever found a canned ham like everybody's after on Christmas with the no. cranks? And we've looked. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I Hmm. Big canned ham attempted to to get going, I guess. They, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I would Christmas really like to find one of these big Christmas canned hams just to see what all the fuss is about. Do you really think canned ham, first of all, is going to be good? I'm going to hey, go with no. Have you had spam? Yeah. Yeah, fry that up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Gross. It's like, I might as well fry bologna. That's basically what it is. <laughs> but that's what Sorry, I want to know. Like, is this canned ham like spam, or is it actually delicious? Yeah, because have... they sure make a big deal about it in this movie. Yeah, is that something from back yeah. then that was popular? Because I don't remember eating any canned ham. Back in two thousand four, all the way back in two thousand four. <laughs> back. I mean, come on, Grandpa. <laughs> back in the day. 
back in 2000. I mean, I was out of high school by then. I was, I was a man. I, I thought I'd know about the canned ham. Um, okay, well, moving on. Santa Claus <laughs> wins that round, however, with mad respect for the Christmas with the cranks. I know you're Scott Calvin. You know you're Scott Calvin. So let's make this simple. I say name, you say Scott Calvin. Name? Chris Kringle. Name? Santa Claus. Name? Père Noël. Babo Natale. Père's Nicole. Papa Gigio. Okay, Calvin. All right, next, there will be multi- uh, different levels of argument here. Now, first, we're going to put them against each other. We're going to see which one is a winner. Then we'll argue <laughs> the other half of the argument, I guess. I- I'm not setting this up properly, but uh, here we go. So we're going to start with the late... These are late 80s action movies. Maybe you already know where I'm going with this. We're going to start with Bruce Willis's Die Hard 1988 against... 1987's Mel Gibson and Danny Glover Lethal Weapon. So again, late 80s <laughs> Mel, stuff. Mel Gibson versus Bruce Willis. Danny Glover's a kicker. Um, we should mention too that a lot of our, <laughs> a lot of the people that commented on your uh, social media post there um, were, were the most watched holiday movies. Uh, Mike Briner Am I saying that right? Or Brenner? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Mike mentioned Die Hard. Yep. Mike and Steve. Yeah. Buddy Steve Scalari. Yeah. Uh, so several Steve people Scalari, mentioned yep. Die Hard. Several people mentioned Die Hard as a part of their holiday rotation. I think Lethal Weapons the perfect comparison to it. It's the late '80s. These are movies that happen at Christmas. Maybe we can start the argument there. <laughs> we'll, we'll start that other half of the argument now. Before we get into which one's better, uh, are these Christmas movies? Well, I sent uh, you you guys a clip <laughs> earlier in the earlier in the week. Yes, of, you did. Uh, Bruce Willis saying at a roast um, that it was not a Christmas movie, but then uh, Brandon quickly retorted that the director says that it is a Christmas movie. So, um, Die Hard is not. A Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. So a yippee ki to all of you. Good night. Even the cast and director and crew can't agree, really. So we can start there. They really can't. Um, Lethal Weapon, again, it's another one of those movies. It's an action movie. Happens around Christmas time. Christmas is mentioned often. You see t- uh, Christmas decorations throughout. Both are set in Southern California, um, so you don't see any yep, snow. Warm climate or, Christmas movies. Yeah, warm climate Christmas movies. Um, Die Hard taking place in Nakatomi Plaza, made famous yeah. by the movie. Again, during a, a Christmas holiday party for that company. Uh, yeah, so again, the, these happen at or around Christmas. Christmas is present in the movie. Therefore, everybody says, especially about Die Hard, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie, or Die Hard is definitely not. <laughs> I mean, there's a huge argument, and yep. the same argument can be applied to Lethal Weapon. I don't know, Bob, what do you think? Are these even Christmas movies? Does this deserve our time? Time? No. The very definition of a Christmas movie would be it's about Christmas. 
not that it okay. takes place at Christmas time. Oh, wow. So, oh, so you're going to so go that way. So both of these movies <laughs> just happen to have scenes around that time of year. doesn't mean it's about Christmas. They weren't talking about the Christ child or the wise men or feeling good Christmas spirit or giving gifts to people. That had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with either movie. So I stand <laughs> firm. Not Christmas movies. All the right. End. Hey, easy. Wow. <laughs> Bobby ran the episode. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> I, I couldn't have said that any better. Um, I think it's funny to argue that these are Christmas movies. I find it funny to argue for <laughs> the fact that they're Christmas movies. So that's why I do it on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll watch it during the Christmas season if it's on TV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to slow down and watch either one of these. And that, that's another I mean, thing. I, movies, I, right? I watch the I TV think the versions argument, of these. Though, gets them more yeah. attention than the movies themselves do. For sure. For sure. I, I think so. Yeah. And yet, standing alone, these are amazing movies by themselves. I, I, I'll admit I've only seen the TV versions of them. But um, either way, I think they're still great. Uh, amazing action, amazing budget, amazing acting. Um, they happen around Christmas. You see Christmas in the movie. Therefore, it's funny to argue that these are Christmas movies. Um, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Bobby. I think you've given us a lot to think mm-hmm. about here uh, in the uh, <laughs> yeah. arguing Stay against. Think. So which one's better? Which one would you prefer? I personally prefer Die Hard as okay. my favorite between the two non-Christmas movies. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Matt, what, do you have yeah. a preference here? Yeah, I'm going to go... Well, he, I love Lethal Weapon. I always loved Lethal Weapon when I was, oh, yeah. when I was younger. Um, great movie. But I'm, I'm kind of going to go with Robert on this one. I, I think that Die Hard is the better movie of the two. Uh, if we're considering them as part of the, the Christmas movie uh, comparison here. So... I'm going to say Die Hard, um, and I, I feel like I've got to mention that as as I was kind of reading about Die Hard, um, that there are some very solid conspiracies out there about the movie itself. One, oh, yeah? What do you got? That's a compelling uh, theory is that Kevin McAllister from Home Alone is the grown-up version of John McClane. <laughs> I'm sorry, is the younger version of John McClane. John McClane is the older version of Kevin McAllister. Okay. That's that's what happens so to I've, Kevin. I've, just, I've gotta yeah, I've gotta cite this article. It's on ranker.com. And I think it's called Cons- Conspiracies. Die Hard, five solid diehard conspiracies. Okay. And uh just to quote here, uh isn't keep the change, you filthy animal, kind of a youthful version of Yippie Kaye, mother? <laughs> So the theory claims that McAllister changed his name and moved to New York to get away from his dysfunctional family. After seeing how good he was at taking down Marv and Harry, he decided to join the NYPD. He then attempted to start a family, but having an unhealthy family model drove his wife away. When Christmas (laughs) came around, the memories of being left home alone started to haunt him. So McLean, formerly McAllister, both Mc names, right, decided yeah. to go to Los Angeles 
to win back his wife. Remember McLean's fear of flying? This theory points out that this fear developed after losing his family in the airport <laughs> as a child and flying to a strange city all alone. Yes. What do you yes. think? Oh, it's so right. good. <laughs> I've been sold. I, I think it, it carries. That's uh, pretty the solid. Internet, the right? internet is undefeated. Undefeated internet. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I have no argument for that. Uh, yeah. Nah. It's got to be That's, true. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Right. That, uh, <laughs> wow. Thank good you, sp- Ranker.com. Yeah, thanks, Ranker. Thanks, Matt, for bringing that up. That's Sure. In support of Die Hard and Home Alone. <laughs> it's really good. And I, I'm, with, good I'm with both of you. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. I'm just throwing Agreed. it out there. Alan I Rickman is that. Hans Gruber. Come on, Alan Rickman, rest in peace. Um, we all He's love awesome. the Harry Potter series. Yeah, he, he was such a good bad guy. Such a good absolutely bad. And uh, the banter between Danny Glover and Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, though, it almost gives it the edge for me. Those two together are gold, in my opinion. They are. It's good. Good crew for oh, sure. What a what a great setup here. But Die Hard wins. Uh, Yippee Kaye. Who knew? Woo, this is a big one. On to the finale of the Christmas movie battle episodes. Okay, so what we're doing, we're going to pit, it's, this is another late 80s battle, gentlemen. We keep coming back to the late 80s, so why not keep going? At the top of most people's holiday movie list are these two. So we're going to start with, uh, these are both Saturday Night Live legends. We'll start with Bill Murray. In 1988's Scrooged, so this is a play on A Christmas Carol, uh, the old Charles Dickens story that we've talked about, a modern take on a selfish, cynical TV executive haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. So we all kind of know that story, that setup, and it's Bill Murray, peak Bill Murray, late 80s. We're pitting that against 1989's Chevy Chase, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Where do we even A great begin? comparison. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so you the made theme it more here, difficult. The theme here, we've got those Saturday Night Live stars. We've got the kings of sarcastic comedy here. I think maybe Steve Martin might be the only other one that you could put up against these two as far as just blatant, sarcastic, jerk-type humor. Yeah, where do we start? Who wants to start this? I... I sure don't. <laughs> I guess I can jump. I guess I can jump in. All right, Matt, get us started somehow. Here. <clears throat> well, if you want my if you want my vote right off between the two, I'll give you um, that. So I think I think I'm going to uh, go on the side of National Lampoon National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Um, it's the more it's the more quotable movie. It's the more. Um, you know the the scenes just kind of uh, pop into your head. One of the best scenes, and I think we've talked about this before, but one of the best scenes, and owning an RV myself can relate, is, <laughs> and I think you know, you know where I'm going, right? Oh yeah. When uh, when the potty is full, 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great scenes. And, and you just can't compare it with anything else that's out there in my view. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah, that's a tough one to beat. Wow. There's some really legendary quotes from the movie. One of my favorites is from Ruby Sue speaking about the RV, but I love it here. You don't got to put on your coat to go to the bathroom. Your oh, house dang. is always parked <laughs> in the same place. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, when he shows up. Clark, you surprised? Surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than yep. I am now. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. It's a quotable movie, right? Oh, his oh, quote at the top of the sledding hill. I'm not going to say that one out loud, but look that one up. Oh, the sledding hill itself. <laughs> he puts the new product on the sled. Anyway, the blessing. Yeah. So one of the most quotable movies of all time. Um, so Almost Bob, every is that... line in the movie is quotable. <laughs> it Almost really is. every line. Bob, is and that every where you're character. Then? Yeah, is I'm totally you're... leaning towards okay. a Christmas vacation. I mean... Okay. Out of all the movies around Christmas time, this is the cult classic, the one I watch every year. Everyone in my family watches it. We're spread all across the world right now, and our text chain between my brothers is all of these quotes um, <laughs> that we introduce into like real life. You know, like my brother is in Italy with my mom, and they're traveling, and so I just sent him the quote. Of you know it's Christmas time and we'll all, we're all miserable, you know, <laughs> totally fitting. So I'm going with the Christmas vacation. It's funny. I laugh every time. My wife rolls her eyes when she sees me watching it and me just belly oh. laughing, <laughs> like rolling on the ground. But I think it's hilarious, very relatable. I don't think anybody could ever remake this movie. I would like to see them try, but I don't think they could ever pull it off. Now, not to take anything away from Scrooge, also a very good movie. Um, it was an unfair competition to put these two next to each other because Scrooge, <laughs> I think, could compete very well against almost any other movie out there. Absolutely. Um, yep. Like, if you put it up against the original Christmas Carol, you know, Scrooge might win. Um, but, yeah, Christmas Vacation all the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me just give a quick argument for Scrooge here, since we're so infatuated by uh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation. I mean, again, we've got peak Bill Murray. Karen Allen, the love interest here. So you may know her from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, even the newer one, I guess. <laughs> Indiana Jones 4. Um, and then you've got Carol Kane as the ghost of Christmas present. So good. David Johansson is, uh, goes to Christmas past. He's the cigar-smoking cab driver. Just so funny. Um, yeah, I, I really love the, oh, I love the cast. Uh, <laughs> Robert Goulet. You've got so many quotes from that movie as well. My favorite part is when uh, Carol Kane hits him in the head with a toaster to, to move on to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> she hit me with a toaster. Um, yeah, I'm with, I'm with Robert though. It's like an unfair comparison. They're both really it good really movies, is. and Bill, Bill Murray is. I mean, Bill Murray. You know, you just what can you say? The guy's a genius. Amazing stuff. But yep. between the yep. two, yeah, yeah, definitely more quotable. Definitely more memorable. I think you get a little yeah, a few more laughs out of Christmas Vacation than Scrooged. I I, I love Scrooge with all my heart. That's in my top five. So yeah, it's tough. I think Bob, you're right. If we put Scrooge up against other Christmas carols or 
other Christmas movies, I think it would have a fighting chance up against, in my opinion, the best Christmas movie of all time, Christmas Vacation. I think it has no shot. Yeah. So I think all three no of way. us are on the same same wagon here. Christmas Vacation wins. And I think if we put all of these movies into a winner-take-all tournament, I think this one comes out on top. Is that is that where you guys would... I don't know. Is that fair? Am I speaking for you? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. Of all of the movies that we've talked about tonight and in part one, um, yeah, I think it comes out on top. Yeah. I, I think it's Bobby the feels. best Christmas movie of all time, if not the best movie of all time. Whoa. You're even... You're going beyond the bounds of Christmas there, Bobby. For a comedy, it's just there. It's, it's gold. Yeah, I agree. For, for a comedy, you're right. I think it's the best Christmas movie out there. Yeah. You know, there's a few yeah. other movies that are better, I think, uh, classics, but they're not comedy. So they're not in the comedy uh, category. So I would go with you on that one. Definitely agree. What, dear? Grace. Grace. She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. Now, that that was the final pairing. Uh, Some of the movies we didn't mention... Uh, that we kind of found hard to find pairings for. Maybe we can try this again next year. Uh, there is The Christmas Chronicles. Those were really good movies for Christmases. Spirited is a recent Christmas Carol take that I found very good off Apple TV. We really didn't find a pairing for that. There's Claws. I know Tina mentioned that on Facebook, her love of that movie. I love. We just watched that one last night on Netflix. What a really good one there. And then there's, of course, uh, Jingle All the Way. Didn't really find a good comparison movie for that. Maybe you can, listeners can help us out with that. The one that really broke my heart we couldn't compare anything to was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? Is that a it's Halloween movie? Oh, okay. So maybe. Yeah, probably. Sure is a lot of snow there towards the end. That makes <laughs> And then the title. Hmm. Still extra have, scary. Seems to have Christmas in that. Yeah, I think it could be either one. And what do you really compare that one to? I that's tough. So um, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, maybe. There's another movie. Also, not necessarily is, a Christmas movie. Is it a Christmas movie? movie? Good, good. Yeah, yeah that could be a It takes place around argument. Christmas time. Rewind a little bit and listen to my rant on Die Hard, A Lethal <laughs> Weapon, and just replace Edward Scissorhands in See, there. Previous how about, comment. How about uh, uh, Babes in Toyland? Babes in Toyland was one that I watched all the time growing up. I love that too. movie. Yeah, but but looking back, it's kind of creepy. It, yeah, <laughs> it does saying. not age. Well. It didn't Just age saying. well with me, at least. I mm-hmm. I can't get through it all. Well, are there any other movies that are just hey, don't waste your time? Shouldn't have made this list. Shouldn't make your list. Can you think of any? Uh, not in this episode, but you could just throw the Hallmark Channel in the trash. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh man. Them are fighting words. We're gonna Them are of... fighting words. <laughs> Nothing like a middle-aged male negative telling everybody to forget <laughs> the Hallmark right. Channel. Just don't turn uh, it on. It's not worth your time. It's the same movie over and over and over. And they they know that though. True. They know. They put on they different know. clothes and they have a slightly different small town where someone's coming home to visit and there just happens to be someone single. Yeah. Michelle's argument yeah. for the Hallmark 
channel is that's exactly what she needs around Christmas is just to kind of turn something on that you don't have to think about. Yeah. Why does just turn happy, on the same happy. movie and repeat? <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm just saying that's the argument that we get. So <laughs> Just stay away from yeah. Hallmark. I mean, it's going to make you cry. Bobby the hater. Yeah. <laughs> just watch Die Hard. Bobby Lathen, hates stories of love and redemption. All right. <laughs> if it wasn't the same story over and over again, okay, you know, you right. one. But like, I don't want to watch the same movie with a different title and a different outfit over and over again. Okay. Well, I guess you but, don't have to watch. It. To Hallmark's credit, they probably made a billion dollars making the same movie over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty smart when you think about it. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are we going to film today? Oh, we're just going to reorder the pages. Like, I just dropped the script from last week on the ground and picked it up, and now we're going to film yeah. that. Okay, yeah. well, thank you for uh, the fight, the love, the Christmas spirit that we brought to the episodes. Uh, multiple episodes. Again, be sure to visit episode one if you haven't done so already. Uh, let us know in the comments what, what you think about the, the fights that incurred, the winners that we picked. What did we get wrong? I'm sure we did. Hatred for Bobby can be sent to Assuminati.com. <laughs> I believe it's Bobby at Assuminati.com. I think it's Assuminati.com. Uncle Bobby. Well, I, can't I think it's Bobby, Bobby at Assuminati.com. Okay, Bobby.com. While yeah, you're there, while you're there, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a hoodie, pick up a sticker. Assuminati.com. Check out the merch. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas, yeah. and Happy Holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. See you Happy in 2023. Christmas. 2023 it is. Until then. Peace. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. And you can hear me. I can hear you. Uh, yeah. We're recording. We're all friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert's clowning you. <laughs> Whatever. We're friends, right? <laughs> I'm hearing something in the background. Did somebody fall down the stairs or something? Um, my son is being incredibly loud. Oh, oh, oh no, okay. I, it sounded I, like somebody fell down the stairs. No. I was like, Did oh, man. hear my wife yell, no! <laughs> I didn't didn't hear that, but I heard the thumps. I was like, oh, shoot, somebody. She was a little further distant. Okay. I thought it was Santa, guys. I thought that's why you stopped, Brandon. I was like, oh. It was like reindeer stomping on the roof. (laughs) All that was missing was jingle bells. That that was was good stuff. Hopefully he's all right. (laughs) Is everybody okay? There's no tears, so. (laughs) Yippee-ki-yay, Father Christmas. Yippee-ki-yay.